You're listening to The Fitness Lounge, where we discuss in-depth everything from fitness, health, wellness, and mindset. Whether you're just beginning your fitness journey or you've been involved in fitness for years, we have a little something for everyone. So just sit back, lounge for a bit with us, and enjoy. Hi, welcome back to The Fitness Lounge. I'm your host, Nick, with Ben. And we are going to be talking about the better fat burner. Is that going to be weightlifting or cardio? The total showdown today. Hmm. So this is probably one of, I wouldn't necessarily say the most contested, but probably one of the biggest oh, uh, for sure. contested you know, uh, debates in fitness as far as what is going to get you personally from mm-hmm. your point A to your point B goal when it comes to body fat loss. Right. Where should you spend your time? How are you going to get your best bang for your buck? Um, and as much as I would love to say this is a simple answer, I would say there's a lot of variables that go into it. Oh, I bet it. there's a ton. Um, the, the first and foremost really depends on where are you starting off at. Right. You know, if you're the type of person that is starting off at 300 pounds, doing long-term sustained cardio may not necessarily be an easier method to partake because of the stress it would have on your joints. Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, if, you, if you're if you at that kind of weight, you know, doing a lot of cardio is going to hurt probably more. Like you said, the joints, knees, ankles. Absolutely. I mean, if you, I remember, uh, remember, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago or whatever, was it Richard Simmons that had helped that guy that was over a thousand pounds yeah, I do remember out of that. the house. Obviously right. he couldn't do sustained cardio. He had to start with, you know, simple body weight movements and things. He wasn't doing Richard's uh, little workouts. I'm no, sure. <laughs> no, not even close, but I'll never forget that. I mean, it was, it was a pretty amazing transformation. Obviously it took time. Diet was a hundred percent crucial in it, oh, absolutely. of course, yeah, but the, the movements that they did, they weren't running, you know, half miles no. and doing sustained cardio like that. Um, so our goal today is going to be to break down, you know, if you have limited time, which I would say almost everyone does, where are you best to put that time uh, to get the, the body fat loss that you are looking for? Right. And I think we need to take in consideration with this also is that as we talked about, I think it was our first episode, you know, when you start talking about the DNA of a person, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's different. You know, one might work better for one person that might not work good for the other. So... It's one of those things I think, if especially if you're getting into it, you may have to play with it a little bit and see which one works out best for you. Um, ideally, though, I think combining them is probably is the best, especially if you're trying to lose weight and if you have a lot of weight you want to lose, that would probably be the best thing to do is put them both together. Absolutely. There are benefits um, to that, there's proven benefits that show that doing cardio um, – Limited cardio, 20, right. 30 minutes after yes. a workout, can actually improve muscle growth because it uh, sends more blood to the muscles right. faster for nutrients and recovery. Um, so the, I would say for a very basic understanding mm-hmm. is that if your goal is to put on any amount of muscle and you're going to do a combination of weightlifting and cardio, your cardio needs to follow Last. the weightlifting. Yes. The only time cardio should ever come first is if your goal is 100% based around cardiovascular. Right. Wanting to run a 10K, wanting to run a 15K, or you know a, a full marathon, whatever the case, mm-hmm. if it's solely based around longevity of endurance, then you want to get that in first. Right. Everything else, you should do your weightlifting first yeah, and then the, your cardio after. 
you know, after you're lifting weights too, your metabolism is elevated and it actually stays elevated longer than if you just hopped on a treadmill for 30, 40 minutes. So that's correct. You've got your metabolism elevated from lifting weights and now you throw in that 20, 30 minute session of cardio. Now you're just, you know, you're good to go. Absolutely. I would say in, in that particular example, that's going to give you in the short term, right? A probably the best fat burn and it allows you to leverage that time you spent in the gym mm-hmm. once you leave the gym. Exactly. If you're just hopping on, as we mentioned, whether you're hopping on a treadmill for 30 minutes or an hour and that's it, or whether you're going for a jog, or, or if you're not doing a combination of resistance training and cardio, or even just resistance training in and of itself, you're not going to be able to continue to have as much of a metabolic burn exactly. after the fact. Yep. Um, now, when we talk about cardio, there, there are really two different types of cardio that we're going to be referencing today. One is going to be long-term sustained cardio. So that's jogging, mm-hmm. um, you know, even doing elliptical or, or biking, anything like Stair that. Stairmaster. Yep. Yes. Anything that's, that's low intensity, but you're doing it over a long sustained period of time, 30, 40, 50 mm-hmm. minutes, an hour, hour and a half or longer. You're not going at the max level at that long. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> Unless you are a marathon runner, of course. <laughs> Those guys could. Yes. Now the other one is high intensity interval training, which hit training, we, yeah, yeah. we've all heard of hit training. Uh, and what that is, is that's going as fast as you can, as hard as you can for a very short sustained period of time, whether it's a minute, minute and a half, two minutes mm-hmm. with a very short rest break after the fact, anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute and a half, right. depending on what you're structuring your training around. And you do that in cycles of anywhere right. from five to 10 times. You just keep going back and forth with it. Exactly. And so if you are, for, for an, a beginner, an example of hit training, if you're just starting out, that would be 30 seconds on, a minute to two minute rest, mm-hmm. and you repeat that for whatever it is right. that you're doing. Now, the common misconception that people have with HIIT training is they do something that takes a second to ramp up, uh, like jump ropes mm-hmm. or uh, or the, the battle ropes. That takes a second to get into your full motion. True HIIT training, you should be able to spark immediate speed. Right right from the get-go and you should be burning at that intensity until you finish 30 seconds or a minute or so on and so forth. Right. Usually when you're doing a, a minute, minute and a half, two minutes on, it's usually in a combination of multiple movements. It's 30 seconds of this, then 30 seconds of that, 30 seconds, right. 30 seconds, and then you take your rest. Um, and a great example, probably I would think one of the most widely uh, known in-home examples of HIIT training is what we talked about last episode, which is Insanity, yes. the DVD program. Yeah, that's actually right on point with it. And so in that regard, I would say that if we're talking about what is the 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 winner, I would say, again, according to your goal, if you are that person who says, hey, I've got a wedding I've got to be ready for in four months, mm-hmm. or I've got this family vacation i got to live in, and you're on a short, truncated timetable of a few months, mm-hmm. the fastest way to get your body fat down from an exercise standpoint, again, we're not discounting nutrition because that should always be there. Yeah, that's got to be a part of it. 100%. So we're just focusing on the exercise portion. HIIT training is probably going to be the fastest direction to go right. straight to it. Now, if you're saying, well, I don't have a time frame of, you know, three, four, five, six months, but I do want to get there and then I want to eventually stay there. I don't want to bounce back. And maintain it. Yeah. That's going to be a resistance-based workout program that is going to develop a good muscular base. For men, it's going to grow it. And for some women, it'll still grow muscle too. Now, we're obviously not talking about the same proportions, but... Having a good muscular base is what's going to keep your met- resting metabolic rate up, which means that your body's going to burn more calories without you doing anything. It's kind of like getting 
I guess you could say building passive income. It's building passive right. calorie burn exactly. at that yep. point. Whereas again, as we mentioned before, straight cardio does not do that. In fact, actually long-term sustained straight cardio will eat away at that muscle. So it, it actually depletes. You'll burn, you'll burn it away. Exactly. So now you're going negative passive calorie burn at that point. So that's why you, know, you usually see... Um, quote unquote tone women, you mm -hmm. know, women who do weight training. And then of course, men who have been doing some sort of bodybuilding, even if it's not massive bodybuilding, but you can tell that they lift weights on a regular basis. Usually they have an easier time staying at a lower body fat percentage yep. while having more flexibility in their nutrition simply because they built that base up. Right. And that's part of the reason why I was drawn towards that direction of fitness myself. Yeah, I'm that way now. You know, it's, that's how I am. I actually, last week, I had someone come up to me and ask how I maintain the way I look. And at that moment, I just looked at him and I'm like, well, honestly, right now, I'm, I, I do more weightlifting. Because, you know, I had that ACL surgery not mm -hmm. too long ago, so I can't do cardio right now. But I've always done the higher reps, a little bit lower weight, resistance training, time under tension. And... You know, I keep my diet pretty much clean, but I, I told him, I mean, that's all I do right now. And I've always been fortunate enough, I've never had to do a lot of cardio anyways. But um, I'm, I'm kind sure of the probably, same way you are in yeah. that sense. Now, I will say this, I'll, I'll kind of tattle on myself. That goes back to how everybody's different, you know? Exactly. I don't, I don't actually, uh, on a workout program per se, I don't actually incorporate cardio. In fact, I haven't. I been, usually don't either, yeah. Yeah, I don't have any cardio scheduled in at any point in mm -hmm. my workout program. Now, I'm not condoning that. I know that that leaves me, uh, for, if I ever had to run very fast, yeah, well, right. I'm in trouble. Unless um, you're so, running from like a lion or something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and so I'm actually beginning to start incorporating hip training. But the reason I'm doing that is because I don't want to do long-term sustained cardio. I want to get right. it over with. I want to blow it out and be done. Uh, and that's one of the things you know my trainer and I are working on right now. But uh, I just don't have the patience mm -hmm. to sit there for 20 and 30. And, 40. and, and honestly, at the, now that I've built up my muscular base, it's hard on my ankles. It's hard on my knees. Oh, yeah. At this point in time. As, as you get older, it gets it gets harder. Well, thanks for that. I yeah. appreciate that. Well, I mean, I'm older <laughs> than you, so. <laughs> so, um, now... Let's talk about the runner's fat just for a quick second. Mm -hmm. The runner's fat is what I like to see call, you know, you see the runner's magazines or you see anyone there. I know there's a very specific woman that comes to mind up at the gym that she's it's all she does is run and she has skin and bones. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And, um, and she, that, she'll run forever too. Exactly. You know? No, but that's her passion. Right. That's but what she loves. You can tell that yeah. her body has adapted to that. Oh yeah. And it totally. Has almost no muscle on it whatsoever. Yep. Um, and, if that's what she wants, that's great. But she will f continuously have to get up and go run again. And she again. has to maintain that level that Correct. she's already at now. Now, again, if that's your passion, that's what you want to do. This is not about this is right or wrong. We're right. just simply saying, hey, if you've got a goal, we're trying to give you the best point of advice of how, what do you incorporate and when to get to that goal point. Mm -hmm. And for most people, I would say sustained cardio is not going to be that it's no. definitely not going to be the short-term fastest no. No. it's not going to be the long-term um leveraging of your efforts that you did you know a year ago mm -hmm. you know to where now today is easier because of that um but to be to be quite fair it is it's an effective method yeah. of, of burning fat you just have to understand it takes 20 to 30 minutes of doing that sustained cardio before your body switches into a fat burn. Right. So every time you do it, you have to know, hey, if I'm gonna be in a fat, if I wanna burn fat, 
the first 20 and 30 minutes didn't count. So if I'm only running for 40 minutes, I'm only getting a, a 10 minute fat yeah. burn. So 10, I've got to basically 15, schedule in yeah. exactly. I've got to schedule in an hour, two hours. If I don't have that time or I don't have that endurance, is that necessarily the best way to get from where I want to be to where, or from where I'm at to where I want to be? Right. And that's why you're lifting the weights prior to that. Even if you did a 30 minute weight session, you know, you're, you're getting that metabolism going. That's exactly and right. And then you can hop on that treadmill, stair step, or elliptical, whichever one you want to do. And, you know, that's like the icing on the cake, if you will. I think one thing we got to keep in mind also is, you know, those that want to lose the body fat or the weight, however you want to word it, is don't get wrapped on the, don't get, don't get your mind wrapped around the scale. And the reason why I say that is because, um, you know, you will start burning the body fat, you'll start losing the weight, but especially if you're doing more on the weightlifting side, you're going to build muscle. Yes. And muscle weighs more than fat. So a lot of people are like, well, you know, I've lost 10 pounds, they plateau, and then they keep looking at the scale, and they're like, well, I'm not losing any weight more. Oh, man, I just gained two pounds. Well, you know, that's not a bad thing. So you shouldn't get wrapped around that because you're building muscle, which weighs more than fat. And to that, I think it's very clear, and we, as we mentioned in our setting proper expectations mm -hmm. episode, Knowing make, what you want to do when you start. And then tracking that to its yep. specificity. So if you are if you identify that, hey, I don't want to lose weight, I identify that I actually want to lose body fat, then you need right. to track body fat. And the way that, that can be done is there, there's methods, tools. Um, like I mentioned that uh, at the, the nutrition shop nearby or even yep. at, like I know Lifetime Fitness has them. They've got the right. body. Right. In my opinion, for, for what that does, it probably brings the best – bang for the buck and the accuracy mm -hmm. uh, while giving you a pretty complete read across the body. Right. Um, there are handheld body fat machines that you can go get. They're a little less accurate, but the main thing with any of these tools, ju just like you know, going to a trainer and having you know them do the caliper right. read, is consistency. So let's say, for instance, you decide you have a local trainer at the gym or you have a gym that has a trainer that is certified to be able to do the body fat and you pay for you know, a, a body fat read, mm -hmm. then when you go back and do it again, you need to use the same trainer and make sure they're using yeah, the same Yeah, because they might, the other one might, you might do something just a little different That's and correct. your percentages might be off. Exactly. Do it usually during the same time of day. Right. My preference is try and do it within the first couple hours of being awake without any mm -hmm. actual solid food in my system and without have having worked out. I was also, yeah, I was going to say that I've been told, always been told that you don't want to get your body fat checked after your workout. Correct. It, it messes with the readings because it reads muscle at a different rate versus the body right. fat. So, but be consistent with it, you know. Um, and I'll say this especially for women uh, because, we're you know, hormones come into play on this yep. as well. Yeah. And as you cycle, your hormones go up, they go down. So That water it, retention. Exactly. My recommendation for everybody, whether it's guy or girl, but especially women, if we're talking a long-term goal, okay, 30, 40, 50 pounds. We're not trying to get to the wedding in two weeks. Mm -hmm. We're talking long-term goal and sustainability. Check it once a month. Any, yeah, any more frequent than that, I think, is yeah. going to be too sporadic because you're going to catch your cycle at a peak and then at a valley. It's going to throw everything off. At one, every 30 days is about plenty. And that's the same for guys, really. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm in the middle of a... Uh, I guess you could say a, a contest up at the local nutrition shop, and it's just a thing where everyone who goes there... 
um, you know, we did it. We did a reading, and then they're going to do a reading in two months. But every two weeks, we have to check in, and that's part of the requirements that's pretty to cool. be put into. Yeah. So that's the only reason I'm checking it every two weeks. But otherwise, I'm there usually once a month or once every other month because I'm not trying to worry about yeah. nitty gritty stuff. I'm not trying to compete or go for a show yeah. or anything like that. Where, you know, every day it matters. Um, and I would say for the average person, 99% of people in fitness, every day is not going to matter, and no. you will fluctuate every day. Oh, uh, you will. will. So, a few pounds up or down. Well, and, and depending on the type of resistance training you did the day mm-hmm. before, can absolutely affect mm-hmm. that. Well, you know, if you train a large muscle uh, versus a small muscle, that's going to affect what your body is right. going to read the next yep. day. So, um, hopefully, this has been helpful. Uh, this hopefully will have shed some light on okay, do, if I'm going to be focusing on you know, body fat loss, where do I put my time? To sum it up, I would say unless you are, you know, just enthusiastic about being a marathon runner, right. um, or unless you are on a very short truncated uh, timetable, and this is a means to an end for you, then doing resistance training as the core and bulk portion of right. your time, that's going to be the fastest, most direct route to long-term sustainability. Right. Keyword um, long term. Exactly. Uh, you want to do it, be done with it, and then and never touch it again. Hopefully, or should I say, get there and not have to put in as much effort once you are there. And that's the maintenance phase. That right. We'll get to, to yeah. Once you on. get there, it's it's becomes easier to maintain. A lot easier, and there's a lot more room for error at that point. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know. Um, so if you're on a short term plan, you know, two months, three months, got to make it to a wedding, got to make it to this, got to do whatever in that certain time frame. Look into high intensity interval training. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, if, if you're the at home workout person or you're the travel person, again, I personally endorse Insanity. I think it's a great option. Oh, absolutely, I do too. It's probably the best introduction that you can take to a high intensity interval training, and it doesn't require you going and getting battle ropes or jump ropes or anything. Right. Well, like that. the first five minutes of that hour long video will. Do you end? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and then some of them are even only 30 minutes, and they still just yeah. burn you out. It's, it's ridiculous. But um, and, and the nice thing that I personally – the reason I bought into Insanity and the reason I actually purchased the DVD mm-hmm. was I saw the actual results of the people. It yeah. wasn't just yeah. some dude on a box. Right. Um, so um, – and then lastly, again, if it's just your passion and you really want to do it and you want to do long-term sustained cardio, there's nothing – that we're saying to hold no. you back from that at all. And I think either way you go, if it's not a passion now, I guarantee it once you get into it and you start getting to where you want to be and you're able to maintain it, it will become a passion. Yes. And then you're gonna, it's something you're going to love and something you're always going to want to do. Absolutely. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Listen, we love connecting with our listeners, so if you have any questions or topic requests, please email them to podcast at thefitnesslounge.net. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fitness Lounge Podcast for more updates, tips, and content. You can also follow us on Twitter at, at Fitness Lounge 3. We are excited to take this wonderful journey with you, and we'll see you next time here at the Fitness Lounge.